Hey everybody, welcome back to Dice and Virtue. Uh, my name is Dylan, I'm DMing this 5th edition campaign. Joining me today is one Mr. Casey Hills. Hello, and welcome to my secret lair on Skullcrusher Mountain. It's wonderful to have you here. That's, we're gonna get sued by one Mr. Colton. It's gonna be terrible. Also joining us today is one Miss Christina. Hi, I am also on Skullcrusher Mountain, but this is not my lair. I am a captive. Well, yeah, but unlike my previous guest, you've been very gracious. Yeah. This, you've been very hospitable, so you know. Well, fine. you, you heard the song, so you. <laughs> So, uh, Dice and Virtue is a show where we play 5th edition Dungeons and Dragons, uh, and have a good time with my two favorite Casey's. Um, and our favorite Dylan. Yep. So, uh, we're just gonna jump right in, I think. Uh, there's no real housekeeping after the last episode, so, uh, we pick up where we left off, which was in the Starlight Sanctuary, a hotel run by a man, a high elf named Martin Sol, uh, Soldus, not Solus, um, Solus Martin. Uh, and Lanya has just had a conversation with Martin, uh, and been pointed in the direction of one Arden Polis, an inventor in the capital of Tyrol. Um, so yeah, I believe I was on the verge of tears. I get out of that room and I go find Gwen. Where is a Gwen? Gwen is back in her room with all of her stuff, just kind of sitting on the edge of the bed, holding the book of Forlorn Blood. Not sure. actually like opening it because she realizes now the monument that it is. Right. So she just kind of like revering the book and also fearing the book, because this is far beyond what she expected when she was handed sure. the book to be its caretaker. Lord. And the doors open. And also, I imagine she's just sitting there enjoying the novelty of a bed existing. Yeah, that too, which is why she's on the bed. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on in, with Gwen right now. Oh, yeah. Cool. Then uh, Lanya comes up, and she... It's um, it's actually worth noting that the Book of Forlorn Blood, mm-hmm. um, after you opened it, uh, had your vision and then awoke to find it closed mm-hmm. is now entirely bound closed. Okay. So there's no way she could open it. Yeah. Okay. So it's, so it's like sealed. Yes. Alright. Like golden plates found in New York? Uh, what? That was a, that was a Mormonism joke. Never mind. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. That was not a joke at Mormons. There are some, there are some books composed of golden plates and part of, part of them are sealed. Okay, that was, right. that was, a, that was a theology joke. I'm not making fun of Mormons. I live in a okay. Mormon town. I would like to continue to do so. Is there like a seal seal on it or is there just no way to actually pry the book open? Uh, there is. So, um, the side of the book that would normally just have bare pages, mm-hmm. um, is now bound closed just like the spine of the book. Okay. Right. And also, they are golden plates and possibly do not exist. So, <laughs> I mean, uh, I'm not saying they don't. I don't know. <laughs> so anyway, Lanya knocks on the door. Hey, I mean, hey, hey, gal. Gwen does the partial wave thing again because what are words? <laughs> Just probably tucks the book back into the sack. So, um, you ready to head out? Yeah, got all my stuff. Cool. I've got us a lead for uh, a gentleman who might be able to provide us with information of use to both of us, actually, since you are interested in planar whatnot, and um, it looks like what happened to my people might have had something to do with uh, planar such-like. So, anyway, um, let's go see what we can see. I'm going to grab my stuff. Meet you in the lobby. All right. At this, she, like, version, like... Visually peeks up and is very excited. Ooh. Yeah. So she grabs her stuff, jogs down to the lobby and waits, impatiently Ooh. tapping her foot because it's time. It is time. Uh, Lanya grabs her stuff, heads down. Did we have to, like, check our weapons or anything? Uh, no. They're, they okay. were just with you, you, the rest of your stuff after, um, Martin took them. They know me here. Had them. Oh, did they offer, like, weapon, like, you know, like, really fancy hotels? You can leave your shoes outside the door and they'll be shined and, and such. Do, do they offer, like, weapon maintenance service? Absolutely. Cool. Then I want to have gotten my whip oiled and, um, my Ravok shined and sharpened and my cane javelins, um, lacquered. Okay. 
I would have liked my sprig of mistletoe spritzed with some nice oiled water. <laughs> Alright. Um, uh, for that flavor, I'm giving you a plus one on your next attack rolls. Nice. <laughs> Amazing. Um, so, uh, you head out of the Starlight Inn, and you start traveling uh, southwest, and you uh, make your way towards the capital. Um, and this road brings you along the foothills of the spine of the world for about a mile um, before it curves uh, more southerly. And you uh, you pass through a lot of grasslands, um, you know. I point out every kind of grass we pass. <laughs> Gwen is probably super interested in about. She's like, yeah. The tree light. Oh, is... so we found our thing we can talk about. Nice. <laughs> Nature. Yeah. No, that's really cool. No, it is like when you meet a new friend and you're like, yeah, we got to find something. We found our thing. Neato. The tree life is not exactly sparse. Um, not like the savanna. Um, but it's not like you're not in thick forestry either. Right. Um, you make your way past oaks and elms and, and yew trees. Whilst we pass them, Gwen, as Lanya did, points out all the different trees. Nice. Oh, sure. Yeah, and trees are like a novelty to Lanya. She's like, that is some really tall, thick wheat. <laughs> <laughs> um, you continue on the road for uh, about six hours before seeing another soul. Um, <laughs> Just floating around. <laughs> and it is... That is not a tree. Uh, nearing nice. sundown when... You are, uh, you suddenly find yourself surrounded by a group of what Lanya recognizes as Thrykeen. Oh, Gwen. good. To Quinn, these just appear as four-armed, um, insect men, basically. Ah. Um, they have roughly segmented bodies, sort of like an ant. Mm -hmm. Um, long antennae. Um, and... Two of them carry long, uh, cur curved bladed weapons. Mm. Um, like glaives? Yeah, like, like glaives, in fact. Nice. Um, a couple of them carry, um, a couple of ranged, um, uh, um, not exactly, um, daggers. They are, uh, flat triangular wedges with three serrated blades on them. Ah! Uh, they are usually thrown, um... Oh god, death Doritos. <laughs> yeah, so Doritos. <laughs> ah, well played. Uh, Dylan, can I ask you a question about these, uh, these Thrykeen? Absolutely. Are these... Like, is there only one kind of Thrykeen? Like, if... Is it... Do the same... Are there different, like, tribes or different... I mean, we describe them as being bugmen, so are there different, like, species represented? Or are these, like, more... Like beetle-like, as opposed to like the guys on the plane. What's what's going on? Uh, they seem to be exactly the guys on the planes to you. Okay. Um, they are very ant-like in appearance. Okay. Um, so they they don't look like beetles. No. Okay. Do they do they have like a hive mind kind of thing going on? Uh, you do not know. Like a collective. If they did, if they had a hive mind, and since they're bad guys, could you say that they were big bad beetle borgs? Oh boy! I knew this was a setup to something. Um, you know me so well already. <laughs> so you are surrounded by uh, six Thrykeen, uh who look very interested in eating you. How tall are they? Uh, between five and six feet. So are they taller than me? Yeah. Shit. Um. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of side mouth to Gwen. I'm gonna say. Alright, these guys are historically bad news, but the fact that they didn't attack us on sight is interesting. Uh, I've never encountered one of these outside the planes, so maybe this is like an offshoot or splinter group or something. Let's see if, uh, let's see if we can resolve this. Gwen in return just goes, they're bugs! The, yeah, they're bugs. The tallest of them with, um, green eyes sort of reminiscent of a flies um like all segmented like yeah exactly um carrying one of those curved spear like 
uh, weapons, one of those glaive-like weapons, um, approaches you uh, with the glaive leveled at your neck. Um, I, I very carefully stand very still. It And I do not bow my head. It sort of chitters and um, and and sniffs at you, uh, and its antenna are sort of getting all wibbly, right? Um, and it uh, takes a moment before it uh, carefully sets its its spear down on the ground mm-hmm. uh, and bows to you. Oh, okay. Um, then I take a step back and I do. Uh, about with like with arms out and it's and it's from the waist but I don't I don't lower my head like I keep I keep my head level I just you, you know make it go down a little bit so I'm returning the bow but I am not taking my eyes off Yonderbug right um yeah. <laughs> I whisper I stage whisper to Gwen ah uh, by the way I have no idea what any of this means so be ready <laughs> Gwen probably just clumsily bows to the bug as well yeah just sure. just in case um, couldn't hurt. Unfortunately, the Thrykeen, um, are only able to communicate in chitters and by the movement of their antennae. Sure. Um, <laughs> I put my hands up like antennae from my head. Just start mo- wibbling them around. Wiggle, 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 wiggle. That's racist. Um, the, uh, the Thrykeen that approached you picks mm-hmm. up its glaive again. Um, and levels it again at your chest. Whoa, okay. Um, it stands ten feet away from you. Oh, oh, he's not, like, right up in my fries. Okay. Um, okay, then I... Okay, I take my Ravach uh, very slowly and carefully um, from its harness on my back, and I, and I look around at all of them so they can clearly see that I'm doing this, and I do it very slowly. And I, I likewise, I mirror what he did. I, um... I, I step forward and I place it on the ground in front of him, and uh, and then I bow. Mm-hmm. Expect does he return my bow? He does not. He does not. Okay. Well, then I finish the bow and I I, I take my revoc back. Uh, it attacks. What the bugs? <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's actually just been insulting you this entire time with bows. Well, uh, okay, <laughs> whatever. It actually know. leaps through the air. Sure. Um, and brings its glaive down at you, and combat begins. Cool. So, this is exactly what I was thinking. The um, the bugman attacks you and does a. <laughs> it, it probably does not hit. Um, uh, in fact, I'm going to say it straight up does not uh, because it rolled a three. So, oh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Lanya's Lanya's uh, AC is not great, but it uh, a three does not touch it. So yeah, no. Uh, so we are all going to roll initiative. Yes. And for uh, Gwenoa and the listeners at home, what that means is you will take. Ah, I dropped my dice. Uh, you will take a d twenty, roll it, and add your dex modifier. Uh, that is your dexterity modifier. Yeah. You should also have somewhere on your sheet, you should have a separate little box that just says initiative. Right. Um, but the only bonus to it is, is your is dex. Is your dex. Modifier. Yeah. So, Unless uh, there are some other, like, extended annuiting circumstance. Right. I rolled an 18. Okay. Hot damn tamale. So I rolled... 20. I rolled an 8. Okay. Um, unfortunately, the Thrykeen go first. Yeah. Um, cheating bugmen. Uh, they're not cheating. I knew my racist grandpa was right. Yep. Uh, this is why he always he always told you to carry a raid. Exactly. So told the, me, watch out them 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 six leggers them chitin backs. A second striking with a long glaive um, leaps forward um, and attacks Guanoa. Oh snap! And uh, does. A do, do, 14 hit your armor class. Hmm? What is your armor class? 14. So you are hit. <laughs> awesome. Um, and you take 4 damage. Okay. Ooh. And that is subtracted cool. from your maximum hit points. Yep. Um, 
Uh, something's happening weird over here. What's that? Uh, my computer thinks I am unplugging and plugging my headphones back in a bunch of times, and that is not happening. When in reality, you're just doing that in your ears. Uh, so, anyway, the, um, the Thrykeen with the, uh, triangular wedges just start lobbing them at you guys. Um, cool. And Are they cool, Ranch? No, it's just not cool. And none <laughs> of those hit. Awesome. So, uh... Hey, you guys are bad at this. It is then Gwinoa's turn. So, what was this roll for? Because it would end up being 20. Uh, what did you roll? 18. What? Oh, your initiative. So, so yeah. you rolled 18 on the die, and you yeah. got a plus 2 to initiative. Yeah. So that determines the turn order. Okay. Uh, the Thrykeen beat your roll by 1 now that I know that. Okay. Um, which means they acted first. Okay. And it is now your turn. Okay, now that I know. Um... So during your turn in combat, you have a move action mm-hmm. and a standard action, uh, which is referred to in this system as an action. Okay. Um, usually that breaks down into a movement and an attack. Mm-hmm. Um, your action can also be casting a spell or any number of things. Yeah, okay. So uh, was... Like, for instance, your wild shape is an action. All right. So then... I quickly turn to Lanyu and be like, fire time! Just so you oh, know. Okay, thank you. And then... Big set of heads up. I'm going to use the produce flame cantrip. Okay. Uh, because you have a an enemy um, within five feet of you, casting a spell provokes an attack of opportunity. Okay. Which means it gets a free attack at you. Ah. Can I hit the one ab- like away from him? Further away? You can, but casting the spell is what provokes okay. the attack of opportunity. Cool. Well, I mean... So do you want to do that, or do you want to do something else? I'm gonna go for it. My okay. strength is crap. Okay. The uh, attack of opportunity uh, not only misses, but he um, mm-hmm. brings his glaive down so hard that mm-hmm. the blade gets stuck in the ground. Awesome. Aww. I'm um, gonna set this bug on fire. Good job. So are you targeting him? Yes. Okay. Um... If I remember Are right, these Thrykeen just really bad at their jobs? Uh, they're not great. Um, so you make, I believe with Produce Flame, a ranged spell attack. Yep. Um, which is going to be a d20 plus four, I believe, for your spell modifiers over there. Okay. Okay, so it's 19! So you hit. Awesome. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then you deal a d8 yep. for damage. Is it a d8 or is it a d8 plus one? It's just 1d8. Okay. Eight. Nice. So it immolates. Um, it is not dead. Okay. Uh, but it is very badly burned. All right. Whilst this bug, it catches fire. Gwen does, like, a battle yell because fire! All right. <laughs> Lanya looks over and she's like, oh, I like fire. Um, if you'd like to move away from this thing, mm-hmm. you will provoke an attack of opportunity for... Oh no, it doesn't have any more attacks of opportunity this round. So okay. you could safely move around away from it if you wanted to. Yeah, I'm gonna move back. Right. Fire. Uh, are you gonna move back as far as possible? Good. You have 30 feet of movement. Okay, so then I'm just gonna move back like 10 feet, just to be safe. Okay. Um, and then it is Lonnie's turn. What up? All right, Dylan. What's up? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna see if uh, I can't make you a bargain. You okay. So I've got this point of inspiration. Yes. Which will allow me advantage on an attack roll. Can I trade that for a bonus action? Um, it depends on what the action is. You okay. get a bonus action as part of your turn anyway. Yeah, I, I phrased that badly. I meant, like, another action. No. Damnation. Then, then the answer is no. Okay, fair enough. Um, then I have another question uh, that we probably should have discussed beforehand, but here we are. Um, I am a level 2 baby paladin, or mm-hmm. paladino, and uh, that entitles me to two spells of first level. Uh-huh. 
Now, we haven't gone over... Because, like, there's this list of paladin spells. Uh-huh. And I don't know, like, if I only know a couple of them, like I'm used to in video games. Like, you hit level 5, and you learn Fireball, so, and that's what you have. So, the rules regarding spellcasting in 5th edition stipulate that some classes have lists of spells known, and they can cast them whenever, which is what the sorcerer does. Um, and the bard, I think, also. Paladins, clerics druids, wizards, all those kinds of folks know a lot more spells than um, their counterparts. Right. Um, for instance, you and uh, your druid friend know all of the spells from first level uh, of of spell levels that you can cast. You okay. have access to those spells. Okay. But you have to prepare them by the in-game day. Oh, jeez. Um, okay. Which we did not do. So, for this instance of combat, I'm going to give you guys spontaneous casting. You can spend your spell cast, your, your spell slots, however you want for this one. Cause we didn't prepare okay. spells, and that's my fault. Okay, cool. Um, I already have a spell lined up then. Cool. Okay, and you said I get a, um, I get a bonus action on my turn for funsies, right? If it's something designated a bonus action. Right. Okay. It's so, like a minor action from fourth. Right. Can I do that first? Absolutely. Cool. Then what I'm going to do is cast Thunderous Smite. Alrighty, what does that do? Sounds pretty dope. Um, what that does is the it's it, it costs one bonus action, and the first time you hit with a melee weapon attack during this spell's duration, your weapon rings with thunder that is audible within 300 feet of you, and the attack deals an extra 2d6 thunder damage to the target. Additionally, if the target is a creature, and I'm not just, like, trying to hit a rock or the sky, uh, it must succeed on a strength saving throw or be pushed 10 feet away from you and knocked prone. So what I want to do is cast that. Uh, the and then... gets an attack of opportunity for you casting a spell. Uh, fair enough. And it hits. Well, that sucks. And you take... Four damage. All right. Then I am down to 16. Ba, 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 ba. Cool. Okay, so um, I say uh, a prayer to my ancestors. It's a prayer of fury and vengeance, because Lanya has been dealing with all of this as best as she possibly can, but it is in her nature to really benefit from having something to hit at times like this. Yep. Yeah, so she is gonna call down some mother cussing wrath, and um, she is going to do that thunderous smite and launch forward at the uh, dude who had the nerve to reject my offer and gesture of respect, and uh, try to get all up in my fries. Alrighty, uh, go ahead and make an attack roll. I'm gonna Let's see here. Which for but the ah, what uh, for the listener at home that would be a d20. Plus your proficiency bonus for using a weapon with which you are proficient. And right. plus your strength modifier, because it's a melee weapon. Okay, so this is my Ravach, and I get a plus five because of all that stuff. Because I'm proficient with this and that. So that's going to be a 16 total. You hit. Hell yes, I do. And my damage for the Ravach by itself is 1d8 plus three, so I'll go ahead and roll that. That is going to be 7 from the Ravach, and 2d6 from the Thunder Watsis. Uh, so that's 13, and that is 19 damage. And it must succeed on a strength saving throw, or be pushed 10 feet away from me and knocked prone, and the spell DC, say, uh, the save DC is 11. Alright. So that's 19 damage, and... Uh, it is not pushed. Okay, that's that's fair. Um, Wait a minute, I think I might have one more thing. <laughs> okay. It says that as a paladin, I can sacrifice a spell slot to deal um, uh, some stuff, uh, radiant damage, plus ribbity rob rob rob. Um, when you hit with a melee weapon attack, it doesn't say if that's a bonus action. It makes it sound like I can just do it. Uh, but yeah, if you... that is a just do it. Okay, then I'm going to do that, because I'm real mad, and I'm trying to send a message. So it is one plus spell level D8 radiant damage. So one plus, it's a first level spell, so two D8 radiant damage. All right. 
Alrighty. Um, that's 25. That is 27 damage bringing down on this bugman's head. And as I do so, a clap of thunder from those storm clouds that have been rolling in all day rings down like a judgment of fury and righteous wrath from my ancestors upon this enemy. Uh, you feel the weight of your ancestors that settled upon your shoulder shift as you make this attack. Yes. Uh, and it guides your blade straight through this Thrykeen as you cleave it in twain. In twain! Gwen just in the back. Nice. Uh, <laughs> quite good, quite good. The, she holds up a ten. <laughs> the Thrykeen with the triangular wedges all set their eyes upon you. Who else wants a piece of me? Uh, they all, they all, all do. throw their uh, things at you. Uh, Bring it! Not nice. They're also all terrible, it turns out. You guys uh, are clown school that, out here! That was a cascade of rolls that decreased by one each time. Exactly. Um, so it is then, uh, oh, uh, the Thrykeen in melee combat with Gwinoa takes another slash, uh, and misses. These guys are not very good. Yeah. Uh, and it is it, Wait a minute, turn. is it, is that one on fire? Yeah. He's the one on fire. Uh, he is very badly burned, but he is not ah. currently on fire. Well... Uh, okay, that's fair. So it is Gwinoa's turn. Okay. Gwen, it's all you, gal! So, I think I'm gonna cast a spell, because fun time spell time, called Thunder Wave, to go along with all right. the righteous lightning that just destroyed them. And Thunder. what does Thunder Wave do? It's... It takes one action. Each creature in a 15-foot cube originating from you must take a constitution saving throw. On a failed save, a creature takes 2d8 thunder damage and is pushed 10 feet away from you. Nice. Yep. Uh, you managed to catch two of the triangular wedged dudes in your cube, uh, who both <laughs> save, unfortunately. Alright. That uh, sentence made me happy. <laughs> my cube. The, two of the dudes in your cube. Awesome. The, uh, man with the glaive the bugman with the glaive, mm-hmm. uh, like, his chest caves in on itself as mm-hmm. he is thrown back. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wait, no. he hits the ground and is no longer moving. Wait, did he... Was he saved by his constitution throw? Because I no. get to... Okay, so then he takes 2d8 two two damage as well. Before right. that. It doesn't matter how much damage you do, he is dead. Okay, well, well I have a feeling it matters very much to Gwen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, go for it then. Alright. Where's the d8? Where are you at? What the... What the... Is this it? Am I holding it? Yeah, yeah uh, I no, actually. That's the D10. The is D8 it? is, is, is the uh, this one. It's the orange ah, one. There it is. If you're me, <laughs> that's not helpful. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, so two of these. That's a two. Okay. And then one. I mean, he's dead. So he, he is still. <laughs> it doesn't dead matter. Anyway. Um, he, you left him with very little life after the fire, anyway. So okay. Um, another victory yell. Because the elements. The, oh yes. Uh, rest of the Thrykeen are horrified um, because they have made a poor call, <laughs> and they all begin to turn and run. But it is Kehalanya's oh, no, don't turn. Run. I'm sorry. It's whose turn? It's Kehalanya's turn. Oh, it's Lanya's turn. Um, and she. How many are left? Four. Four are left. Okay. Um, and Lanya is going to, uh, she's gonna grab her whip and, uh, just, just try to snag one of them. Just the, the one, the one nearest her. She's gonna try and whip her whip around its stupid bug neck and, uh, get over here! Alrighty. Let's see here. Sorry. Phone is being stupid. There we go. Okay, my whip gets a plus five, and that's a uh, that's a that's that's a uh, that's a seven. Uh so you're unsuccessful. Your whip Wait does a not. What can I use? The, can I use this point of inspiration? Absolutely. Cool. Inspired by my righteous fury. That's gonna be a nine. Is a nine gonna hit? It's not. What if I add this point to my attack I got for flavor text? Will a ten hit? Uh, no, it won't. Okay, then I'm not gonna add that point. Okay. Okay. Well, sad times, then. Uh, uh 
that's 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 all I got. <laughs> Alrighty. Um, well, then... I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna give chase though. Okay. Well, the Thrykeen all scatter in different directions, um, and they um, they run as far and as fast as they can. Um, and before you are able to follow the, uh, you lose sight of them. Um, Don't run, you cowards! That's right, run back to your queen! Uh, so. Gwen? Gwen, how you doing? I'm fine, she says, as she's like, she has the shakes from all the excitement <laughs> and adrenaline. She sure. kind of wants to fight more ants. I know, me too. Are you hurt at all? A uh, little bit, but it's it's fine. It's fine. Are you sure? I could I could I could whip up a little little healing. What's this? Well, if you insist. Yeah, hey, no. I I come right over and I uh, I hold my hand up for a high five. I say, "Hey, Gwen, Gwen, Gwen! Thunder twin powers activate." Gwen, like, I don't get that reference, but high fives are anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, how many HP are you down? Uh, four. Okay, I'll, I'll, I can lay on hands uh, up to ten at once, so I'll go ahead and bump you back up there. Thank you. You're welcome. Alrighty. Alright, not gonna lie, that felt really good. Ah. Is there anything um, anything useful on the very, very, extremely, really pretty, very extra dead bugmans? Uh, not unless you want their, uh, their carapace or their... Uh, their triangular wedges or their glaives. Did they say, can we pick up the triangles? Just uh, yeah, I want some of those triangles. You are not proficient with them, um, right? So you will, when you make an attack roll with them, you won't get your proficiency bonus. Um, but yeah, you can absolutely collect those. Uh, off of the two dead bugs, you are able to collect uh, eight of them, split between you. My question is, can we sell those later on? If we're not proficient with them, can we yeah. like find a merchant and be like, hello, take these triangles? If you find a weapons dealer who is interested in Thrykeen weapons, absolutely. Awesome. Cool. You wanna split those? Yeah. Cool. Four death Doritos. And how many dam how much uh, damage do they do? Uh they deal one D six. Cool. Okay. Um I really, really love a glaive, but I don't know how to use it. I already got a bunch of weapons. I'm cool. Alrighty. Do they have like they didn't have any like like packs or or bags or or anything? Uh no, not with them. What were they keeping the triangles in? Uh they were strapped to um sort of belt-like strips of cloth. Can we take the uh, belts? Fair. Sure. <laughs> Hell yeah, you guys are dead and you don't exactly. even have belts. You look so stupid. <laughs> Gwen just picks up the belts. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. If I came upon a corpse and he wasn't wearing a belt, I would automatically think worse of him. Exactly. Good job. Yeah. Um, Alright. Uh, I felt good. That fire thing you did was cool, as was the thunder thing. Yeah. Pretty pretty fun when you do the magics. See, fire oh. It's not such a bad thing. Speaking of which, uh, here, g- give me give me just a moment, and she uh, and she grabs Gwen's hand, and uh, she kneels down a little bit, and she gestures like, here, come here, come on down here. Gwen just slowly gets down. Alright. Ancestors, we thank you for your assistance and we dedicate this victory to your name. May we bring further thunderous wrath down upon our enemies. Uh, the weight upon your shoulders shifts again and you hear a peal of thunder in the distance. I'm going to take that as approval. If that was approval, give no sign. Nothing happens. Cool, 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 cool. Alright. Talk later. Love you bunches. Bye. Gwen thumbs up in the direction of the thundercloud. Exactly. Cool. Alright, well, I think that was probably, probably gonna be the high point of the day. But, you know, we're all, we're all limbered up. Let's, let's get some walking in. I'm down for some walking. I walk. Cool. Often. We, we, we yonder off down the road. Alrighty, you continue down the road, um, and you come to a stream. Uh, just after nightfall, and you decide to camp. Um, you you make camp a little ways off the road. Uh, the night passes uneventfully. You continue the next day um, across a cobblestone bridge that is well maintained. Um, 
Oh, um, while we're walking, if if this is a thing, and if it's not, I'll shut up forever. <laughs> That's not true. Anyway, <laughs> um, I would like to, if it's possible, teach um teach Gwen the basics of uh, jive or Salasahim sign language. Alrighty. Um, I'm down with it. Yeah, just like just like the real basic stuff, like like stop and trouble and help and direction stuff. Just just like real basic stuff. I feel like this would come in handy down the road. I see what you <laughs> did there. <laughs> um, oh, and I also asked her, Gwen, do you have you ever met any Thrykeen before? Do you know anything about them? No, I just thought bugs were normal bug size. Damn, I, I know. Well, I mean, they are for them, I yeah, guess. I mean, like bug bugs. Uh, yeah, no, I, I know what you mean. It's fair. We've always shared the planes with them, and we don't really know anything about them. They're usually, I mean, that level of hostility was pretty typical, but I was I was hoping you would know something. Maybe we'll meet one one day who's not just a jerk who needs to be murdered in his stupid bug face. Hopefully. And if he is, fine. Nah, you do what you gotta do. Ah, you know, Thunder Twin Powers activate, I think, yeah. She goes for, like, a fist bump, even though she still doesn't get the reference. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> she knows a fist bump moment when she hears one. Yep. Yeah. Alright, so you continue down the road. Um... And it's another week and a half um, meandering down this road through a lot of grasslands. Wait, but whilst walking, can she teach me the sign language? Right, yeah, okay. that happens. Okay. Yeah, I was so, going to say, in a, in a week and a half, that's she's she's yeah. getting pretty... You, yeah. you understand basic jive. Awesome, cool. <laughs> Which Great. you are... <laughs> I'm putting this right here. Other proficiencies in language. Basic <laughs> jive. You are now a jive turkey. Oh. Gwen is a polyglot. Uh, yep. Gwen knows a lot of languages. Yeah. Um, so, um, is a polyglot who is a turkey a polyglot a lot a lot a Yes. So, you uh, make it to the capital of Tiram. Tiram! Um, the city itself city. is named Tiram. Um, it is surrounded by a large stone wall. Um, the front gate of which is, uh, very tall and made of, um, very solid hard wood. Uh, there is a guard post, uh, watching the end, the, um, incoming traffic. Um, there is something of a line, um, to get in. Several merchants ahead of you. Ah, um, opportunity! There are, um, <laughs> Seemingly no end to the buildings in the city. Uh, it's humongous. Um, especially by your standards, both of you. Um, there is a, uh, another wall inside of the city surrounding, um, uh, much wider swaths of land, um, with, with fewer buildings. Um, uh, Lanya, you surmise that to be the nobles' district. Sure. Um, you make it to the gate of the outer wall, um, and the two guards there sort of look at one another, um, and one of them says, "All right, what's your business?" Uh, business. Theism. Uh, what? Theism okay. business. I mean, I guess if you want to get technical, holy quest. Ah, so you're you're for the churches. Got it. I sure. Yep. 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 And I and I um and I catch Gwen's eye and I do uh, a little a little Salazahim sign language gesture that uh, means basically like chill or trust me or just go with it. Yep. Pilgrims, that's us here for the churches. Come to do us some churchin. Um. Right. Right, Gwen. Churchin. Yep. Gwen just yep. nods her head very. Enthusiastically, yeah, very obviously. I would offer to make a deception check, but I am literally on a holy quest, so I don't feel the need to. Um, the guards exchange another glance and um, kind of shrug and go, uh, "All right," uh, and they they open up the the small door uh, and just sort of wave you in. Thank you, gentlemen. Here, have a triangle for your trouble. <laughs> 
I flip them. I flip. I don't like throw it at them, not aggressively, <laughs> but I flip it at them like a big coin. Uh huh. Just a single triangle to share yeah. between the two of them. Ah, you know, you can take turns. Learn to share. Be nice to your buddy. Uh, the one you threw it to, like, plucks it out of the air and just sort of looks at it and goes, ah. On passing. <laughs> and, I, and I look at him. I look at him. Keep the change, big guy. On passing, I offer just a thumbs up to the other one. <laughs> <laughs> they, they both look at each other again, more bewildered this time, and sure. still just kind of shrug and go, ah, all right. Uh, and the, the one, uh, with the, the, the death Dorito, um, kind of like attaches it to his belt next to a dagger. Goes, sure. all right, I guess. Uh, so you guys enter the city, um, and there, your, um, you immediately pour onto this very wide street that is just packed with people. Uh, the city is very busy, um, lining the main road. There are, uh, various and sundry shops and taverns and inns sure. and, and all manner of thing. Um, um, I, I find, uh, like a, like a stall, like a food cart, and I buy us both, uh, big, thick, uh, wedges of sweet loaf. Ooh, awesome. delicious. Nice. Um, it's hot and fresh. Subtract one gold coin from your currency. Oh, I don't know that I have any. So then Gwen pays instead, just. No, I mean, I think coin. I, let me, let me see here. Oh, I do, I have 10 GP. Okay. Let's see. Uh, and unlike a video game, in this game you do not get money just for killing things. Um, awesome. So, you... Um, the main road through town leads to a very large gate in the inner wall uh, that is shaped after a lion's head. The gate, sure. it, the gate itself is made of brass. Um, the city is alive with the sounds of forges and... Uh, and artisans and people working their crafts. Uh, there is, um, at the far edge of town, a windmill that turns lazily. You lazy windmill, get to work! I make that joke every time I come here. <laughs> I just kind of stare blankly because the joke isn't hitting. It's just going over my head. But that's because I am overwhelmed by this much people. It's been forever since I have seen so many people packed into one space. Sure. All right. And then um, we're here in, in, like you said, like in an industrial or artisanal district, right? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Then I'm going to start uh, asking around about this Arden Polis cat. I'm gonna say, is there like a directory? Uh, there is not. Is there Are there street signs? Uh, not really. Okay. You- you, uh, in the process of buying your sweet loaf, you kind of mentioned to the guy, hey, where's this Arden Polis fella? Right. Um, and he, uh, sort of gives a shrug and goes, uh, you mean the windmill guy? I mean, sure. Uh, probably in the windmill. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, yeah, that, that tracks, that follows. I just nod understandingly, like, yeah. Alright. Um, so you go over, uh, you make your way towards the windmill, um, and I unfortunately, have that on my own. <laughs> <laughs> there isn't a uh, direct route there. Uh, it's through a series of winding arterial roads and alleyways and such. Sure. Um, and you make it to a large clearing with a sort of pond um, that leads uh, that that lies next to a dirt road that leads up a hill up to this windmill. Sure. I have two questions. Yep. Um, how long does it take to, uh, refill my spell slots? Uh, it is a long rest. Damnation. Okay. Also, I don't have any cantrips. Is that true? Uh, I will have to look at the paladin class, but Fair enough. I, it might be. I don't Since know. Since you're a just... martial class and... You know what, you're right, I am a martial class, I forget that. So, yeah. Okay, never mind. No worries. Um, so... You make your way up to the windmill, uh, and outside there is a man, uh, sitting underneath a tree with myriad notebooks, uh, just filled with arcane scrawls and diagrams and, uh, equations and such, uh, just laid out in front of him. And he is furiously writing, um, in, in yet another notebook, uh, and he looks very frustrated. As we, uh, 
As we approach, we hear distant music seemingly coming from the windmill. Do 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 do. This is funnier than you people are acting. All right, I was enjoying your acapella song of storms. Thank you, my acapella of time. Yes, I'm gonna get that iced coffee everywhere. It's gonna happen. Ah, one of these days. One of these iced coffees. Okay. Um, I roll up and I, um, hang back like a respectful distance. Like I don't, I don't just get up all up in his notebooks because that's rude. Yeah. And I, um, I cough. I, I, you know, ahem, <coughs> clear my throat. <coughs> meanwhile, <coughs> meanwhile, I just, hi. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> uh, he doesn't give any sign of, of acknowledgement. A little louder this time. Hello. Uh, he, he, uh, finishes scribbling something and then he looks up. Uh, at the two of you, and he says, "What?" Uh, tip, tip my w- chin in a high. W- would you? Would you happen to be Arden Polas? Yeah, that's me. What's up? What do you need? Well, you have won a very sizable research grant, payable immediately in the currency of your choice. That sounds like it's not true. Yeah, it's not. But I have your attention now, so. Um, my name is Kehelanya, daughter of Abhorzen and Vinyaya, um, last daughter of the Silent Savannah. Scion of the Salasahim! Alright, I'm good. Anyway, um, and this is my companion, uh, uh, Gwenoa. Hi, yeah, go, go ahead, introduce yourself, Gwen. 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 And, um, <laughs> we have been given to understand that you are a leader in planar research? Uh, well, I mean, that's a strong word, leader. Um, I've, I've done some work on, uh, on, on studying the, the planar membranes, but, uh, nothing terribly right. major. I didn't even know my work was published. Uh, what, uh, where, who are you? Well, um, we were directed your way by Martin Saldus, owner of the, the Starlight Sanctuary. Oh, Martin, okay. Yeah. This is, this is Lanya. And I am Gwen. All right. He asked, "Who are you?" Uh, so, oh, fair, fair. <laughs> looking out, <laughs> looking out. I appreciate that. Just in case you're trying. <laughs> awesome. Uh, all right. Uh, so, spending Lanya, triangles all over town. <laughs> uh, Lon, uh, he stands up and like brushes his hands off, and and sure. uh, he extends a an ink stained hand towards you and says, uh, "Lanya, uh, Gwen," as he shakes your hands. Uh, what exactly, uh, what, what do you need? Um, perhaps it would be better if we spoke inside. Could we have, uh, just a moment of your time? Uh, oh. he looks around at all of his, his we'll, stuff spread <laughs> we'll out. He holds up triangles. We'll make it worth your while. <laughs> he, he takes that as sort of a threat and goes, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I do nothing to dissuade See, him of this notion. Gwen shakes a little mistletoe at him. <laughs> 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 um, you, uh, he, he looks around at all of his notes sprawled out everywhere and says, uh, give me a hand picking this stuff up and, and sure, you've, yeah, you've no got problem, my attention. No. I just pick it off, just throw it Yeah, inside. exactly. Just, no, no, I, I help him very carefully. Uh, um, Lanya well. actually has, uh, very, very much respect for paper and books because they were rare and difficult to come by on the plane. Right. Um, so you help him gather his things. Uh, and he brings you inside, and the windmill is a inside a mess. Um, sure. It's just overflowing bookshelves and stacks of books, and just so much uh, the workspace of a scholar who has no time for enter- anything but his scholarly pursuit. An absent-minded professor, if you will. Exactly. Um, and there is, at the back of the far wall, there is just a, um, there is the one clean space that is a workbench. Sure. Um, with a couple of, like, uh, of large lenses and, and metal arms that would hold things and, and stuff like that. Sure. Um, and that is kind of the one clean area of the place. Uh, but he, uh, sort of like, Pick some stuff up off of a couple of chairs around a table, uh, and gestures to them and he takes a seat and he says, uh, so what brings you to my neck of the woods? Well, 
Um, our purpose is twofold. First of all, thank you for your hospitality. Um, our purpose is twofold. Gwen here, uh, for her part, just realized that the that this 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 prime material plane, as I believe it's called, uh, was created by somebody, and that's got her pretty freaked out. Uh, wait a minute, what? Yeah, I don't know. Gwen, yeah. isn't that what you said? How do you know this? I go to fish the book and just kind of flash it, not handing it to him because it is an ancient relic that right. I right. am taking care of. So I just sort of like this, <laughs> as though it's like a m- holy monument, which it, you know it is. Is that um, not, not? I mean, she told me that, and I just believed it. So I just assumed it was a thing. Is that not? Well, no. the The basic assumption is that the material plane, that is the world you see around you, was right. a natural creation, just like every other plane of existence that it it happened to be. That this is the natural order of things. If you, I know for a fact you're wrong, uh, for oh, a fact, you say so, but. Even the gods themselves, while they may influence the plane, they may, they may bend it, they're, they only have dominion, true dominion over their own domains. Yeah, well, you're wrong. What? Let me see that book. For the record, Uh, I'm sorry. She just, she just told me this, so I just assumed it was like a thing. I mean, I'm, I don't know. I very just, I lay it in the middle, not necessarily handing it to him because I want it to be on even space. Yeah, yeah. So I can just grab it real quick if I need to. Yeah. Uh, he reaches over for it to pick it up. Slap his hand away. Uh, but uh, she, sorry, she doesn't, she doesn't I, like that. Don't touch it. Don't do I it. I can't let you. I'm sorry. Don't do it. Um, he looks at it, um, and, and notices that it's bound on both sides. Mm. He says, you can't even open this book. You could. <laughs> Before. So, I, this is a relic of my people, and I was charged with it to care for it, to, to, to keep it, and I so happened to open it one day out of curiosity, and had a vision, and this is how I know that this plane of existence is definitely 100% god-made, as uh, opposed well- to man-made, you understand, I'm sure. Well, I mean, that's... That's hardly useful. Well, I'm sorry, I can't open the book and show you. I, what I'm saying is, if what you're saying is true, it's it it has no real meaning, does it? I mean... I don't know, that's what I'm doing here, with you! Alright, uh, what... Well, well and, and, and to that point, Arden, about the question of meaning, um... Gwen, forgive me, but I think that's a nice segue. Um, that's fine. My people, have you have you heard of the Salasahim? Uh, the people of the savannah, yes. Yeah, that's us. Well, that's me. Anyway, um, I recently returned from a from a from a field. <laughs> I was going to say field trip. That's not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it kind of is. Well, yeah, from a, from a field trip um, to discover my people were gone, like Gonzo, like vanished. And, uh, apparently dead. And I, too, experienced, uh, a vision. Um. A massacre by the Thrykeen? No, that's what I thought, too, but there is, there is no bodies, and they don't, the Thrykeen, I don't think, have that kind of manpower to just, you don't understand, sir, they were gone. They were, there was, there was no sign of struggle, there was no destruction, there were, there were tents and hammocks, there was food cooking. They simply were not there. There weren't even any pinkies left. There were no pinkies left at all! So, huh. uh, I had a vision later that night, uh, that implies there was a wall between, uh, some of my ancestors, those, those who had vanished just recently, those, those family members that I knew, there was a wall between them and the ancestral home of our spirits. It's a whole thing. Anyway, I described this to, uh, Martin Saldus, and he said that it sounded planar in nature, and that I should speak to you about it. Uh, um, Arden shivers, um, and he says, oh, Oh, that's not good. Yeah. Well, no, yeah, that's, yeah, believe it or not, you know, uh, ignorant pilgrims though we may be, we were able to come to that conclusion on our own, Arden. Uh, so, alright, there has been some movement on the various planes of existence, and 
What what do you mean movement? Uh, well, so what do you mean planes? Okay. So yeah, like the, grass planes, wood the, planes. The universe, that is to say the the natural world, uh is far more than what you see around you. Right. Yeah, and we know there's other like continents and stuff. No, no, no. So Yeah, I I live on mountains. Yeah, we're not ignorant. It, even even more than just the mountains and and the vast oceans further than that. There Yeah, there's grasslands. So yeah, there exactly. I'm from there. We know that's there. He he holds up one hand above another and he says, "Okay, look. If the world we inhabit is is this hand, and he's he's moving his left hand beneath the the other. Okay. Um, he says, "There are other planes of existence above and below ours." Yeah, I know. We've seen that this place has a second floor, Arden. We there is a that. mountain right there. I have been to a basement. <laughs> All right, think of it like okay. You can you can walk out the door of the windmill and see the city. Okay. And if you go out of the gate from the city, you see the grasslands around. Right. Right. Even if you climb the tallest mountain, you it looks like you can see forever. Oh, I'm going to climb that mountain, believe you me. <laughs> Even beyond the scope of the physical world. Uh-huh. For instance, the place where your ancestors dwell. At the top of the mountain. Yeah. There are other places, and, you, and I don't, I don't know how to describe this. You to mean you. like other mountains, not these mountains. You mean like mountains you know, like, above, like high, like like God higher, mountains, higher mountains, higher like, mountains, God mountains, like There's parallel mountains? mountains, like mountains that aren't here but are. Well, you just don't make any sense. It's oh, that just that that doesn't that doesn't no. And Lanya looks at Gwen like I can't believe I can't believe I'm I'm so sorry I can't believe we we spent time and effort hunting this guy down. The um, <laughs> Gwen just shrugs like it's fine. We don't I really mean, have anything else to do. No, but I just I'm, I'm sorry. I, I had hope. You just mentioned the astral plane a moment ago. Oh, <laughs> that oh, plane. Okay. Well, why didn't you say so? These, there are more planes than just here and the astral plane. There are hundreds of them. Okay. That sounds like too much. And the space- Who made that happen? That sounds like too many. That's what I'm trying to figure out. It's the way the, the, the universe works. It's, that's just how it is. Except it's not, because it was made like that. It doesn't, it doesn't seem like it is, though. I've never seen them. I am telling you right now, it's that's just not just how it is. Listen, Christina, I think I think we found our thing. <laughs> <laughs> Arguing with people and just no, no. The point here, you luddites, is it's this pronounced, it's pronounced dream Lanya. murderer? It's pronounced Lanya. The space. <laughs> My be- name's Gwen. The space between. This guy's bad with names. <laughs> not that smart. It really doesn't seem to be all these books you'd think, but... The space between the planes has solidified in a way that is completely unnatural. I'm trying to tell you right now, there's nothing natural about it. Why aren't you listening? Someone did this. What you're saying doesn't make sense. What you're saying doesn't make sense! Okay, so you wait a minute, I think you guys might be agreeing. You're both saying that someone did this thing. Sort of. What I'm describing is that movement between the planes has stopped. Okay. Where right. before no, that makes that makes sense because my ancestors can't get to 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 the home on the top of the mountain. Where before, for instance, the uh, the gods that people worship could directly affect our planes. The um, the high clerics no longer receive word. They don't see visions provided to them by their patron gods the uh the the high magisters at the university can no longer reach sigil the the movement between planes is stifled and this is as far as we know never happened before well then then why can i still communicate with my ancestors because they're stuck here okay your family isn't gone. The My family you, isn't gone! The way you've described it, it sounds like their spirits would normally pass on to your ancestral home in right, they go up the mountain. plane. But they can't. Yes, because there's a wall. 
Do you, Gwen, do you, is, are we getting through to this guy? I don't think so. I think there's a wall in his head. Oh, man. That was deep. Thanks. I was thinking about that one for a while. Alright, pay it off. So whatever's going on with <laughs> your ancestors not being able to make it to their ancestral resting place. Right. Must have something to do with the walls between planes, uh, solidifying. No. Okay. How, how do we know what you're telling us is true? Because just a minute ago, you were telling me that I'm all sorts of wrong. I'm one of the foremost experts on, on astral physics. Okay, I'm a druid. So? What you're saying has no substantiation in any study ever conducted. What you're saying... I'm sure a cleric would disagree. What you're saying posits that the material plane was the creation of an intellect. But the way in which we study the planes indicates that it couldn't have been. Or you're just wrong. Well, Arden, Arden, questions of right and wrong aside, I do have to say, for someone who's calling her incorrect so strongly, you do seem to be agreeing with her a lot. Not, like, directly, but you guys are saying the same things. She's talking about walls, you're talking about walls. You're talking about things you, like you don't want them to be true, but I don't hear you saying they're not. Nothing is impossible if you just believe. The, the crux is that the material plane, we have assumed until now at least, and our studies bear this to be true, the material plane <laughs> was a natural function of th- of the structure of the universe. It is made of the stuff of every other plane colliding. Well, we are at the center of it. Well, you know what happens when you assume. You hurt people's feelings. You make an ass out of you. Oh, man! That was good! Yeah! High the- five. Thank you. There's a tiny thunderclap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, um, See, that's the thunder twin powers. That's what that was. <laughs> I get it now. Yeah, you clicked. The um, the material plane sits at the center of powers in the multiverse. The and at the center of that lies the holy mountain. The central powers of of the multiverse. The basic primal material spun this plane out of chaos. Why can't it be a chaos god that did it? I mean, that makes sense. Yeah, what if... What if? Because but you're o- telling me that there's hundreds of planes in hundreds of different worlds out there. You're telling me one of them can't have a chaos god? Oh, gods of chaos absolutely exist, but they didn't create this plane. How do you know? What if there's they just enough... They couldn't have. Nothing could be powerful enough to do that. Well, don't okay, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait a... Okay, so there's us. There's mortals, right? Yes. Well, you're a half-elf, so are you Are you mortal? Do you... Do you, do you have, how long do you live? About, like, 180. Years. 180. Okay, yeah. so you guys are mortal, yeah. So there's mortals... And then there's immortals, and then monsters and such like, and then there's there's gods like above us, right? Yes. Well, so who's to say that the whole thing doesn't just shift, and that there's not like something above the gods? Do the gods have gods? Uh, not as far as we know. Well, just you I have... don't know it yet doesn't mean that it's not a thing. Well, yeah, like if we have pets, like like my Balahu that we we guided our pack animals, they didn't know we had gods. The high clerics have, if, if the high clerics were in direct contact with their gods, which they claim to have been, right. they have evidence of. Did they ever ask if the gods had gods? Do you know? The, I, I am not a professor of, of existential crises. Well, I'm sorry. Wait, Arden, are, are you a professor of any kind? I, listen, that's not the no, point. No, 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 no. I wasn't. No, I wasn't being a jerk. I'm, I'm asking a question. Like, are you a teacher? No. Ah. Okay. Have well. you ever had like an apprentice or someone that you taught something? Well, yes. Okay. Did you tell them everything? Everything that was relevant to them. Exactly. A god having a god isn't necessarily relevant to a cleric talking to. His Look, god. all I'm saying is everybody's world is getting blown apart today, okay? It's been a real rough little while, and we can argue about the whys and the wherefores that were blue in the face, but what we really need to know is what we can do about this. We need to help my ancestors. We need to unbreak Gwen's mind somehow. I don't know how we'll do that. 
but and it sounds like what we're talking about kind of lines up with what you're researching. So questions of why and possible and impossible and all that aside, what can we do? Well, that uh, might well be an impossible question. I have no idea, earthly or otherwise. Except that I asked it. What? You said it was an impossible question, but I asked it. It Therefore, may be it impossible, impossible to answer. Ah, well, I mean, you didn't say that. You aren't trying. This guy's not trying, Gwen. <sighs> Why were we pointed in this guy's direction again? I don't I feel like, know. I'm I feel like just, Martin was just wasting our time, sending us on an errand. Martin's always had really good information before. I suppose you get a bad, you know, bad bit of news every it, once in a while. Everyone has a bad day. Everyone has a bad day. Are you having a bad day, Arden? Because it's not as bad as ours have been. I guarantee you. Arden holds his hand in, <laughs> uh, holds his his head in his hand. And he says, "Look, hey, Arden. if you guys want my help, I can help you figure this out. But or you aren't. You can leave. No, we want help. You're just being really difficult." <laughs> We're trying here. Arden, let me ask you a question. You ever had family come to visit with you? She doesn't have family anymore. Arden, 300 of them in your head at the same time? Nope. Didn't think so! (laughs) Alright, look. We're just, we're kind of frazzled. It's not your fault you're bad at your job, I'm sorry. But what can we... (laughs) Help us help you anything. What What can be done? Let's do stuff. Action! She pounds the table. Um, he, uh, Arden points at the book that is still on the table, the Book of Forlorn Blood, and he says, if I could study that for a few hours, maybe I can have an answer for you. I can let you study it if I'm there. I can't leave you with this, I'm sorry. That's fine. Okay. Cool. I Alrighty. push the book slightly more towards him. Uh, and that's where we will call it for this episode. Fair enough. Thank you, dear listeners. Thanks, listeners. Thanks. And you can uh, find us by the t- by the time this gets dropped, um, we will have the uh, Twitter and hopefully the Facebook all set up. Um, the Twitter will be at uh, Dice and Virtue, the word and, not the letter ampersand. Which I know it's counterintuitive, but Twitter wouldn't allow me to put an ampersand in there. So you can find us at Dice and Virtue, and you can find us on Facebook under the same name. So if you would like us and retweet us and spread the word and tell all your friends about these goon ass people who put together a goon ass show, we would appreciate it. And Dylan, yo, buddy, thanks for running this thing, man. Yeah, I love it. You guys are great. Well, we love you. You're great. Thanks for taking that. <laughs> yeah, no joke. And and thank you, thank you for giving us an opportunity to bond over intentionally frustrating you. <laughs> uh, I feel like that's what you, the both of you do best. Yeah, no, we cool. we you know it's it's two great things that go great together because it's the same thing. <laughs> uh, all right, all my buddies. Um, thank you all for listening and tune in next time on this. Bye, everybody.